by any Braun product from Chemist Warehouse and go into the draw to win a Tiata rooftop tent. This is Hurricane Valley with Gordon Simpson and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yep. Yes, good evening. Welcome into Hurricane Valley here. Ben Francis filling in for Ricardo Ball on this April 12th. The show brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And joining me in studio, as he does every week, is former Hurricane, but what I like even more is former Scotland International, Gordon Simpson. How are you today, mate? I'm good. Evening, uh, Ben. Yeah, nuts. Um Good to be here, uh, chatting about the Hurricanes and the big game coming up this weekend, but obviously devouring on last week's game too. Yeah, so of course a big top of the table clash coming up uh, this weekend, the Hurricanes against Chiefs, but uh, we'll go quickly touch on their uh, win over the Highlanders over the weekend, 29-14, uh, that sees them sitting top of the table, six wins, one loss. What was your main takeaway from that clash? Yeah, typical New Zealand derby. Um, first half a bit scrappy. I think the ref got involved a bit too much. Um, obviously the good games you watch uh, week in week out you, you don't want to see the ref much but he tend to get in a bit there seem to be a lot of mistakes whether, you, whether that's pressure um, or just the uh, the event itself the New Zealand derby but um, yeah listen uh, I think the first half like I said it's a bit scrappy second half the Hurricanes came out um, got sort of the, the gameplay the, 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 the unit sort of going forward and, and um, put on a few points um, so yeah, happy with the result. Um, hopefully they didn't have a sort of um, the, the back of the head thinking about this week. Uh, they were focusing on last week, but um, yeah, listen, they've still got an, an issue with closing out games. Uh, they they were comfortable probably sixty minutes into that game. Yet they let the the, um, the Highlanders come back. So definitely some focuses for them this week leading into such a massive game against the um, the top of the table Chiefs. In a game where the referee is blowing the whistle and it is very stop-start, do you think that, that it probably does what leads to lots of mistakes because you're not really getting the, the flow going, you're not really getting that... Anytime you feel like you're building momentum, the referee's blowing his whistle for some stupid reason. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely an element of that. It's sort of your stop-start, stop-start, and you don't really get any flow in your game and, and players don't... Um, you know, get sort of the roll on of what they want. So uh, build phases, whether it's drop balls, whether it's penalties, whether it's infringements, whatever it is. So yeah, there's definitely an element of that. Um, so yeah, like I said earlier, the the games, the good games to watch, and the good games the players like to play are the ones you you don't really see or hear the ref. Um, obviously he's there, but um, you you want a bit of a flow on. So um, yeah, fingers crossed we can get one of those this week. A couple of uh, players that I think really stood out for me, and I know you were touched on it when you were on the, the rugby run on Sunday, but I really feel when I watch Cam Roygaard, he is playing himself into that World Cup squad. I know there's so many informed halfbacks at the moment, you can only really realistically take three, but when I watch him play, he, he's doing everything to say, you have to pick me. Yeah, well, it was interesting you bring up Cam. We we discussed um, with his sort of county's Manukau coach on Sunday what he was like, and um, Rion sort of said to us that um, he's a real competitor, and you see that out in the field. He he clearly wants. He's obviously got a focus, and he's got a a goal, and that goal is obviously an All Black, and um, he's doing. He's sort of grabbing it with both hands and taking every every chance he can. Yeah, he's got all attributes. He's got a good pass. He's got a. He's a strong runner. He's got great vision, um, and he's and he's tough. So um, all the elements you want for a good halfback. And he seems to be really working well. Um, for the last few weeks with Brett Campbell, it's pretty that um, Brett was injured, but um, those two were really forming a really good um, partnership too. So now. He's played a lot with um, Aidan Morgan too, so they'll have to build that. I'm not sure how Brett Cameron's um, going as far as his injury and whether he'll be back uh, this week, but if not, 
Um, yeah, obviously Aidan Morgan's got to step in. But yeah, Cam, Cam Roygaard, um, yeah, listen, he's putting his hand up and everyone's talking about it. He's, he's a bit of a talk around the town at the moment. And it's always a big discussion, those halfbacks that they're going to take, um, whether it's a um, World Cup year or it's the end of year tour. Uh, and the other one, which uh, I, it's very funny just watching him, just seeing Dane Coles just being Dane Coles. Did you ever play with a Dane Coles-esque player? And I mean that in terms of not throwing the line-out ball. I mean in terms of being an absolute pest on the field. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here a little bit. Um, I said I wouldn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Um, any really annoying players? Jeez. Uh, I mean, I guess the only one that I, I stem back to, I did, probably didn't play a lot with him, but a lot against him was Dwayne Monkley. You know, he was a real pain. You know, I played in a similar position as him, and wherever, wherever I seemed to be, he was right beside me. Sort of, um, probably not so much in your face as far, like like Kelsey is, um, but he was always there, and you, you know you could never sort of get away from him. So, um, but listen, I love I love those kind of guys. Um, I think Dane Coles, he is who he is, and um, people should know how to sort of react to him these days. And if they sort of um, if they react to him the way he wants them to, then he's he's winning and and um, and uh, sort of taking their focus off the game. So, listen, I think we all know what Dane Coles is like now. It's just um, and has has been for a while. You just got to treat him as as, as who he is. Yeah, it must be. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, we don't want to touch too much on this game because there is a massive game coming up. Uh, this weekend against the Chiefs with a change kickoff time, and it's something we'll talk to Corey Jane about very soon. But before we do move there, Hurricanes do have the six wins and one loss. However, they their loss was to the Blues, and that's uh, the only, and along with the Highlanders that they've played pretty much all the other Australian teams. And people are saying, "Well, Hurricanes are top, but they haven't had a real challenge this year." What would kind of your message be to those sort of people? Yeah, spot on. Basically, we um, we probably had a good run, uh, and uh, the Blues. Listen, we can put the Blues down to anything. Uh, I'm going to put it down to bad discipline, and and hopefully they've learnt from that. Uh, moving into um, some tough games coming up for them. So um, yeah, listen, this is this is a big test. I spoke about it on Sunday. This is this is a test. What the Hurricanes want, and we can sort of see where they are. Um, there's obviously a few injuries, but there's a few injuries with the Chiefs too. So um, there's no sort of excuses there. Uh, but this is this is what they want. This is what they've been priming for. And I think I think the uh, Hurricanes uh, have got the best chance of beating them for the Chiefs coming off that bye. Sometimes a bye is not the not the best thing for a team. I could be proven wrong, but um, I think it's a good chance for the um, Hurricanes to really pounce. Yeah, and I think you're totally right. It's something Ian Jones touched on as well. He kind of he was a little bit wary of the bias. You know, it's good to get you know rest and potentially get a few guys back, but at the same time you're kind of going to be losing that momentum which they had built so far. Uh, but before we do touch on that game. Uh, Touching on this, uh, the win over the Highlanders, we'll get your Hurricanes Player of the Week. Uh, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway, thanks to DHL. So who is your Hurricanes Player of the Week, uh, Gordon? I think you've already touched on him, and it was pretty hard not to, to go against him. He made some he made some key um, key moments in that game, uh, especially the intercept try that he scored against the Highlanders, which probably really turned the game yeah. for the Hurricanes. So, yeah, Cam Roy Garden is a sort of no-brainer. There was some, there was some outstanding... Uh, con- contributions from other players, uh, even Hugh Went- Renton from the, the the Highlanders. I thought he had a brilliant game, but um, yeah, Cam Cam Roy Gard for me. Fair enough. Uh, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific catch all the action live on Sky Sport or get your tickets superrugby.co.nz. Alrighty, Chiefs this weekend at the advertised as the family friendly kickoff time of two thirty five pm. Which when I saw that headline, I was like, that's fantastic. How good? But then I 
went on to read and said, oh, it's because of floodlight upgrades. So it's not really because you want it to be more of a family, family-friendly kickoff. But I'm sure the players, especially the backs, are going to be really excited about this early kickoff time. Yeah, I'm not sure the uh, forecast for Wellington, but um, if it's a nice day, there's no better place in New Zealand on a nice day than uh, Wellington. Um, you've got... Um, 235 kickoff, which, yeah, listen, it is probably more for family orientated people. I mean, I've got young kids myself, and it's always difficult to take them to a 7 730 kickoff. Um, so, um, great for that. Great to sort of get everyone out in Wellington and, and get them stadiumed and, and support the uh, the hurricane. So, and it's like, like, like we may have mentioned, um, with it not being in the evening, the dew and stuff, we hopefully we'll get a, a nice, clean, uh, fresh day where you can see a little bit of um, electric uh, electric play, especially like the sevens-like style, which, you know, maybe the Hurricanes will look to start maybe to bring into this game a bit more because that Chiefs has got such a great forward pack and maybe they want to sort of throw it around a bit. So do you think the early kickoff time might benefit the Hurricanes more? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think they do. I think it will. I think... Um, when you look at uh, the Hurricanes, and probably more in the past, but certainly they've got elements of it now, uh, they like to throw the ball around. Um, and when they do build phases, I think they've, I think the one they scored against the Highlanders last week, the first try was 16 phases. So when they do throw it around in whole position, um, they can really open teams up, and that's what I would imagine they'll try and do against the Chiefs. Are there anything, is there was anything you saw from that game against the Highlanders the Hurricanes probably need to... Free, it would touch up on heading into this game against the Chiefs. Of course, the Chiefs currently 6-0, and the only unbeaten team in Super Rugby. Yeah, it's probably just uh, cleaning up some of this simple stuff, you know, set-face stuff. Um, they had Their, their scrum's been going outstandingly <coughs> excuse me, um, all year, and they had a little bit of on and off these. They had a good scrum against them, but they just want to clean that up. The, the, the uh, Chiefs have a good scrum as well. Uh, Line-outs, um, pretty good, but there's, you know, there, it'll just be those little things they want to clean up um, around the ruck, make sure the defence is up around the ruck and um, trying to hold position and not sort of kicking it away willy-nilly. Uh, if they do kick it away, having that having that line to come up and, and, and control that defence. Um, so I don't think there's too many things there, but the, the, they'll, they'll just want to focus on what they're doing and try and do it better, basically. I know they're playing two different positions at the moment, but Adi Savia has primarily always been a seven He's going up against Sam Kane, the All Blacks captain. Is that a matchup that you're just fizzing to see? Yeah, listen, I, I think I think we see these matchups quite regularly now. Um, but we're always excited about it. It's good to see. Um, yeah, listen, there's, there's there's probably a couple of matchups there. You I mean you look at the halfbacks too, Brad Weaver and Roy Guard? That'll be a good matchup. Um, so yeah. What's it? Uh, Sammy Sosi Takaloa uh, against, I don't know if it's going to be Dane Coles or Asafa Amua. Um, so there's a lot of matchups. But yeah, as far as a loose forward goes, and being a previous one myself, uh, always excited to see Sam Kane. I think Sam Kane's been playing quite well this year. He's sort of come back from obviously a disappointing year last year. Um, and I think he's been playing on, 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 on really above his form. So him against um, uh, Artie will be good. But I'm probably more excited about uh, Sam came against Duplessis uh, Karifi because I think he's been outstanding too. So um, the whole the whole sort of setup of the, all the loose forwards, um, it's I, I kind of sort of repeat myself every week with the loose forwards, but I'm really excited at the moment with the the quality of New Zealand loose forwards at the moment and how they how they're performing. Well, it's it's hard not to get it really excited about it because last week yeah, you had the Adi Savia against uh, Hugh Renton, you had Duplessis up against Billy Harmon. Uh, and you had the Sixers there as well, uh, and but then you <laughs> you're going up and playing the Chiefs again, and their their loose forward pack has got a, probably a bit more experience on that one. But 
it just you, you can't help but be excited about these matchups. And it's a bit like the halfback battle where you've got so many of these guys in these positions probably competing for higher honours too. Yeah, and that's why you always sort of really get excited about the New Zealand derbies because they, they throw up all these matchups. You get really excited about it. Um, you know, Luke Jacobson's another one from the yeah. Chiefs, number eight, great player, you know, and so him against Artie, you know, it's probably not much between them. A um, little bit different players, but both outstanding players. So, um, yeah, just get excited. You get excited about the New Zealand derbies and particularly this one this week because you've got first versus second and, you know, second bar the Blues game haven't really been tested a lot. So it'll be it'll be an interesting matchup. 12 minutes after 7 here on Hurricanes Valley, brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Joining us after the break will be Hurricanes assistant coach Corey Jane. 17 minutes after 7 here on Hurricane Valley, Ben Francis and Gordon Simpson in studio. The show brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And joining us on the program is Hurricanes assistant coach Corey Jane. Corey, how are you this evening? I am great. How are you guys? Well, very good. Very good. Thank you. But probably not as good as you, though, after seeing the Hurricanes wrap up another great win on the weekend uh, over the Highlanders this time. Yeah, it was uh, obviously good to get a win going down there. And, um, you know, we always knew that the Highlanders have been playing well over the last couple of weeks. And every time we played them, it's a physical game. So to come out on the right side was um, was good. G'day, Corey Gordon here, mate. How are you? Good man, good. Hey, quick question, mate. Um, the the bonus points uh, that have sort of maybe we've sort of um, left left out there in the last two games is that is that much of a focus? Is it all more around this winning the game first and foremost, and then you know obviously <laughs> excuse the uh, thing a bonus is a bonus if you like. <laughs> well, what we've learned is we can't tell the boys uh, towards the end of the game that we've got the bonus point. And we need to hold on to it because <laughs> we did that in the last two games and that the other team score straight away. So, um, yeah, obviously, Nigley, you know, you, you obviously, if you're, if you're doing well enough and, you know, you're in a good enough chance to get the bonus point, it's, it's ideal. Um, but again, last couple of weeks, we had it and then slipped away and then we had to try to fight a little bit harder at the end to try to get it back. And um, But it is what it is. We've just got to be better at the end of the games if we've got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's probably a focus. I, I imagine that... Um, I know that I listened to Smithy talk to Jason this morning and um, he just said obviously focusing a little bit more on closing out games a bit better because, um, yeah, it was obviously that's obviously something that's a little bit concerning. Yeah, it flipped around a little bit though because at the beginning of the year we were terrible at starting games. <laughs> and now, um, yeah, now we've managed to you know, not be too bad at that aspect and then at the end of the games we're falling apart. So um, it'd be good if we can start you know, in the first minute and then finish in the 80 minute doing well. Uh, Corey, of course, you guys got a top of the table clash this weekend against the Chiefs at Sky Stadium. We got the early kickoff uh, with that one as well. Were you happy seeing that change? Yeah, awesome, love it. Um, big fan of early games, um, just because you know you sit around for a long time trying to wait till seven o'clock at night to play games, and um, you know as a player, it's a long wait. Um, you know they're used to it, but still, you know to get up there and, and know that you can't muck around, and you know the day is. It's going to be short, and you just go play rugby in the afternoon. I mean, there's nothing better than than doing that, and, and ideally, there's a bit of sun out because um, people love watching a a good running rugby game. I was, I was not, I, of course, I'm not sitting here getting my tackled all the time, but I can definitely relate being a radio host having to get prepared for seven o'clock every night. 
Yeah. Um, but with with the Chiefs coming out this weekend, how how's the squad looking? Is everyone uh, looking fit? Uh, who's on the who's probably not going to make it on the injury ward? No, well, I think everyone that uh, well has been available um, the last couple of weeks is still uh, that good. Um, there was a bit of a scare with, with Billy Proctor um, in the weekend. He hurt his shoulder and uh, he was in a sling and uh, on Sunday and then Monday he had scans and um, he's actually walking around without him. It was actually quite good news. So um, he was the only guy that was really um, worrying. The rest of the guys are available and uh, really for a challenge against the Chiefs in the weekend. Corey, uh, this this uh, Chiefs team is clearly pretty good. Um, where do you see its strength? And and I guess from your point of view, what's different from the Chiefs back in your day to where they are now? Can, do you notice anything different? Where do we start with the, <laughs> their strengths? Um, well, first and foremost, they're, they're a big pack and um, hard workers, which is uh, what you need from four packs. So that's that's where they start. And then in the backs, not only can they tee you apart, but um, they've got an awesome kicking game as well. And that's not just from their, their 9 and 10. It's out wide. You know, when they try to have a crack, if they can't beat you, which sometimes they do, um, they've got a nice long kicking game down the sideline to put teams under pressure. So uh, you add that on with a hard-working pack that they can light you up from anywhere. They've also got a good kicking game. And then you've got McKenzie that um, sometimes looks like he doesn't even know what he's going to do next. And I think he's got the license to go and do it, and that's a scary thing for opposition. So, well, we've got an awesome challenge this weekend because obviously that's you know that's a benchmark, and everyone knows that this year they have been the benchmark of uh, playing well. So, we've got a good challenge ahead of us. Do you think the Chiefs coming off the bye that probably might potentially kill some of their momentum? And considering you guys have kept on playing and you've got your bye the week after, that, that might help you guys a bit. Nah, I think everyone's everyone's professional now. They would have gone and, and rested and looked after a few of their, nigg- their niggles and their bodies and um, you know just how physical this competition can be. Everyone's kind of banged up a little bit and you know you're trying to scrape the barrel on who's available in New Zealand if you get niggles. So man, it's come for them. They'll they would have rested up for a week and they'll be ready to go. I don't think momentum will be stopped at all. It's it's our challenge in the weekend to try to play well and stop their momentum. Corey, um, back in my day, we if there was a key player in the other team, um, especially as a seven, um, we used to sort of say, you know, for the first 15, 20 minutes, maybe just stick on that person and try and, and, try and sort of um, take his focus away, what he needs to do. Um, I look at Damon McKenzie at the moment, I feel like he's got too much time in games and he seems to have a, a lot more, a lot, a lot of space. Um, I know you both don't want to give too much away, but is, is, is he a focus when you, when you talk about you know, a team like like the Chiefs and how much um, game he actually plays? Yeah, you've got to look after him. Um, you know, but again, the way that rugby's evolving, it's, you know, it's hard to just say that's the one person that we can go and stop and you can really lock him down because, you know, there's threats all over the park and um, if we just focus on whilst he's, you know, a big part of their game and we've got to stop him, there's other people on the field that can tee up in, in a second. So, um, yeah, we've got to slow him down and, and try to not give him too much room to uh, pick and choose what he wants to do. But, you know, we've also got to be smart that, you know, there's 14 other guys on the field that we've got to look after as well. And, um, you know, we don't want to just go, well, he's, our, he's the main guy. And if we go and stop him, uh, we'll be sweet because it's just not going to work that way. Yeah, fair enough. Probably in my day, there probably wasn't as many cameras, so we could probably get away with a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> 
Uh, Corey, one player that everyone has been talking about with the Hurricanes this year has been uh, halfback Cam Roygaard. He had another strong game on the weekend. How much have you seen him grow this year and and how much more do you think he has to prove and show before he probably is going to get that All Blacks call up? Yeah, I mean, I have, when he first came in and uh, to now, just the, the confidence he's starting to see the game. And I know from my side of the ball, he's coming up and saying, you reckon I can go try and do this or you reckon I can do that? And uh, Which he hasn't done um, you know, in the past couple of years. So actually have him coming over and saying, can I challenge you in this way? And not necessarily challenge what we're doing as a system, but if he can go outside and, and go and do what he's seen the opposition uh, attack-wise and all that kind of stuff. So, Or if you look at it from the offensive side of the ball, watching their defence and saying, oh, can I have a crack here? Or you know, actually bringing that to the table instead of being told, which is awesome as a rugby player. You know, be able to see the game and then come up with decisions yourself. Um, you know, you're on a long way of, of making a great career uh, out of the game. And, you know, you just got to keep on continuing to push his case because, like I said, it's it's early in the in the season. Uh, we're already six, seven weeks into it, so um, he's just got to keep playing well, um, keep improving every week and putting pressure on uh, the times that he can pick the all-back team. But um, you know, he can only do that by improving. Corey, this might be a bit, a little bit out of left field, but um, with what came out during the week with the uh, the All Black um, coaching potential coaching squad, does does uh, Corey Jane put his hand up for Hurricanes head coach next year? <laughs> nah, no, he doesn't actually. Um, yeah, I don't even know what's going to happen there with uh, with Alf. Um, I know there's there was chats, or I saw something today that chats are going on, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen with with the Hurricanes with. You know, any of us coaches that are there, it's, I guess it's seeing what happened with, um, you know, where where he goes and who puts his name for the head coaching job. I just, I enjoy being on the field. Um, I enjoy coaching and, um, you know, at, at some stage in life, potentially, you know, the head coaching job could be a cool opportunity. But at the moment, I just like being out on the field and kind of being a head coach doesn't give you that opportunity. So, um, yeah, no, you're, doing, happy you're, you're doing an awesome job, Corey. <laughs> Uh, Corey, Jane, thank you so much for your uh, time tonight here on Hurricane Valley and all the best against the Chiefs this week, uh, weekend with the early kickoff. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, Corey, Jane, their Hurricane assistant coach. And uh, Gordon, before we wrap things up, we need your prediction for the game this weekend. How much are the Hurricanes winning by? Oh, afternoon game, the flair, the excitement that the Hurricanes bring. Hopefully a good sort of crowd and, um, and a sunny blue sky there. So, um, yeah, Hurricanes by 10. We like it. That's what we like to hear on Hurricanes Valley, and that uh, brings the end to the show here. The show brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the rare house of fragrances. Joining us, or well, coming up after the break, I should say, is Blues Brothers with Steve Devine.